Hello, hello, hello again, and welcome to episode two of Strictly Healthy. And uh, of course, this show is all about how we can maintain our health, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, business health, etc. We're going to be sort of doing it all. We have different uh, speakers coming on, different motivational people. And speaking of motivational, we have an amazing lady on today that I don't even know where to begin in terms of you know, where to start with the experiences she's been through. But of course, I'll let you speak with her and uh, share your thoughts. Just drop some comments in the chat. And uh, of course, we're talking about Zoe Bennett. We welcome her now. Welcome, Zoe, to uh, episode two of Strictly Healthy. How are you today? I am absolutely awesome. How are you? Oh, excellent. Excellent. Very excited about this and couldn't really wait to sort of have a chat with you because, uh, yes, you are the motivational queen. But you have done some amazing things and also been through some quite some adversities in your life. So I'd like to start there. Can you just share with us, uh, you know, some some of what you've been through so far? So, yeah. So, yeah, my life has been nothing but a interesting roller coaster I would like to put it see I don't look at things as negative or oh my gosh oh woe is me I look at things as it's meant to be but it's how your mindset is all about how mm. you come through it so yes I've gone through lots of um trauma adversity um yeah. stemming from when I was a child um, um through trauma completely um childhood abuse um for many many years but mm. the way I got through that is that I always looked forward to the future. I always used to tell myself, it can only get better. I will get through this. And when mm -hmm. I get control, then things will change for me. When I'm in control, when I then become 18, then I can then do what I want to do. However, I left home at 16. So actually, I actually um, brought that forward a bit. So, but yeah. after that, it, it, you, I thought that would have been the end of my adverse story. Um, and I could just mm -hmm. get on with my life and find the dream, live the dream like everyone wants to live the dream. It just wasn't yes. so. Um, but, you know, go, go on. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell me about what's ha what happened with your dad, because I know there was quite a, a, an amazing story behind that. Can you share that with us? Yeah, well, I can so leading up to my dad, what will make you understand how I got through that? So after the childhood um, trauma that I suffered, um, I actually went on in my own home. I actually had my own property and um, I was actually attacked in my own home. And oh, the perpetrator wow. served three years. It was that severe, the attack on me. Um, so the reason I'm telling you that is so you can understand how then I got through something to other people that would be a game changer. That's it. Game set. There's, there's no way coming back. But that's because of the stuff I'd gone through before what happened to my dad. So my dad was actually um he was um went back because he had a holiday home um mm -hmm. in Jamaica and he went to just spend some time just for a, a couple of months and mm -hmm. uh, a bungled robbery um took place in the property that I owned yes. and um he was tortured to death they actually murdered oh. him yeah. oh my goodness yeah. wow that must have been hard for you to hear about then. It was dreadful because actually I was due to um, to turn up with him that morning, but my plans had um, changed last minute. They actually wanted to take out the family, um, but unbeknownst to them, like I said, my plans had changed. So as a consequence, and that's why I believe everything's for a reason, 
because I mm -hmm. was now alive, I was able to fight for justice, hire private detectives, etc. You know, and in the end, one of the murderers got 40 years to life without parole. So, you know, mm -hmm. everything in its own bizarre way happens mm -hmm. for a reason. Yes, yes. So, but of course, you you turn that around as you say that you don't like to think of things as negative necessarily, and you tend to turn it around to something positive. So, can you share with us how you manage to turn that adversity around? So, if you Google me, you'll see in the likes of the Daily Mail, in the Mirror, ex stories about what's happened around this. Because I actually worked um, for the government of the same country my father was murdered um, in. And um, an actual tribunal happened all around it. And that was stressful as well. At the same time, my dad's murdered. Now I'm literally going through problems with my previous employer. So in my mind, I wanted to get make a bad situation, a terrible, horrendous situation, a better situation, not for myself, but for other people. Mm -hmm. And everyone saying, oh, well, just move on with your life and just get on with it, etc." But I'm like, well, if I don't, do what's right, then anyone else that this happens to or something similar happens to, there's no precedent set to help them. So, and that, like I say, I always think things happen for a reason. So my dad's murder was for a reason so that his life was not in vain, but to help other people. And mm. not only to help them if That's they were in that positive. situation, it was also to remind people that no matter what happens to you, you can always find a way out, no matter how severe something is or not so severe, there's always a way out. But it's a case of looking and, and actually forward thinking. And so for me, it was important to set the example that you don't give up. Why? Because people are watching, kids are watching. Other people who are um and are in are thinking, well, should I bother? By seeing somebody doing it gives them the motivation, gives them the inspiration to go ahead and do it themselves. And it stops them from being held back. So for me, I felt a huge responsibility that A, I don't crumble. B, I don't scream like a banshee. Why me? It's not fair. Mm -hmm. Or woe is me. You know, I, I felt it was very important that I had to compose myself in a situation and show people you can get through it no matter what it is. Right. So, and your mantra is sort of never give up, isn't it? So we're, we'll we'll get into a bit more about how you made that make that happen you know, on a day to day basis because you you showed me some items just now, but let's just talk a little bit of how you then transitioned and got into the business that you're in. Tell us a little bit more about that and you know your speaking etc. Okay, so you are the motivational queen after all. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually went into the line of business I own my own training company and I've, I've had that now for five years called training personified and it actually started at the same time that the trial was going on and bearing in mind the trial was postponed seven times they were looking for technicalities and loopholes to try and stop the trial from going ahead because in the um Lancashire Evening Post in 2014 this the actual article in there is that the statistics in Jamaica that out of a hundred percent of murders only five percent go to trial and conviction right. so they was doing everything they could to obviously not have this trial going ahead and it was only as a result of um gavin williamson who was at the time um david cameron's parliamentary secretary who got involved mm -hmm. chaired a meeting at the foreign office for me and within weeks one of the murderers got um, the sentence mm -hmm. so for me the reason why i started training personify was to, to sh show people how to treat your employees correctly mm 
and mm-hmm. you've got to understand that employees are also customers they may not do not the external customers well, but they are your internal customers and they mm-hmm. looked after because mm-hmm. you look after them your external customers are looked after so i felt for me that the way to go forward because I'm, I'm training i did my master's which encompassed leadership sales and marketing and and i've always embodied leadership and sales and, and customer service and i felt well i'm going to create my business all around customer service delivery now even though i started around well customer service delivery it never stayed there because everyone wants to hear my story so it's, yes the change training personified to where it is now today <laughs> yes, yeah. So, and you've done quite a bit with this training personified, haven't you? Who, who are some of your sort of, if you can mention, some wow, of your yeah. customers or your clients, well, I guess? Lloyd's TSB. I've got a partnership deal with NatWest Bank right now, actually. So well I done. Motivation well Masterclass in partnership with NatWest officially. We're actually looking for the next cohort. We've just finished this year's cohort. We did one last year. So we're looking for attendees. It's a, a free program. Um, but mm-hmm. the commitment is you have to put Zoom now, just attend the um, 10 sessions on Zoom once a month. So if you, any of your, anyone mm-hmm. watching wants to um, sign up for the masterclass, it's all around um, leveling up your business. It's all about understanding the key foundational part points to get your business elevated to a strength that is unsurmountable. So NatWest is one of them, um, NHS, Oh gosh, I've got so many. Well, well done, well done. But tell, tell, there was there was one thing you one thing I saw in your bio, and uh, those nine E's excellence plan. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What is so that? That is the program that I wrote for NatWest. This is the one that I deliver. The one that I'm looking for new attendees on this one. So you have to be a business owner. So the nine E's excellence plan is all about understanding the fundamentals that get you started and keep you strong, strong in business. So, for instance, the first of the nine E's, which is now trademarked, by the way, as well. So I trademark everything. Uh, Makes sense. Protect your brands, protect your what you've worked hard at. So start off with the nine E's. It's about empowering yourself. So the first E is empowerment. It's about giving yourself permission to get started. Too many okay. people say, well, what if or should do or what do you think about it? No, it's not about what somebody else thinks. It's about what you think. You feel you've got that, that drive, the energy to do it, then do it. Don't let anyone else hold you back and don't let this hold you back as well. You know, Yeah, get out of your own way, so to speak. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah. I love that you said that and I'll come back to the of your own way in a minute. <laughs> so the second E is um, all about... Um, enrichment so it's all okay. about literally mind body and soul making sure that everything in your body is going correctly well-being and everything else so you know and then and it's also about not just what's in you going in your mind it's what's inside of you you make mm-hmm. sure you're holistically well you know mm-hmm. enlightenment enlightenment is really important because you need to know what your skill set is so it's about okay. understanding what your skills are um, and so many people get started, but they don't recognize what they, they bring to the table. They know they've got this idea. They know they want to do something, but they haven't really drilled down what they do. So for argument's sake, somebody um, starts maybe a gym, a, a, a literally PT um, business, but they're not so skilled in accountancy. 
bashing the books, bashing the books all day long, all week, all weekend, till the next week, till the next week after that. If you now think about it, it's false economy. You're spending all that time trying to do something that's not your skill set when you should just outsource it. Mm, if you outsource yes. it, the time that you're spending and banging away at doing all the account, you could have had how many PT sessions in there, and that would have paid over that accountant probably for how many years in just a few weeks' time. So it's false about recognizing what your skill is. Yes. And I like what you do. You do what you do best, really. Outsource the rest. That's what I always say. <laughs> and that's why your business is ideal. So I say you need someone to answer the phones or do your admin. Let the skilled people do that. If that's not your forte or you need that time to be aware to do what you're skilled at, do that. But too that's many right. people try and be the cook, the bottle washer, the carpet cleaner, everything all in one. And they're just not equipped. And it ends up wasting more time. And then what that does, it makes people fall out of love a little bit as well of it. Mm. But actually, had they just focused yeah. on what they were passionate about, it would just get so much better, so much bigger, easier. That's right. Yeah. Laser focus, isn't it? Completely. <laughs> completely. Good. So I won't go through all the ease. You all go through all, but people I'll, can contact you about that, couldn't they? Yeah, but the one E that I would say is what is really important is engagement. And engagement is all about this little beauty here, networking. Ah, yes. Understanding yes. people, understanding mannerisms, understanding the key indicators by listening as well as just talking. It's about learning to listen to what people are saying that they need or somebody else needed and actually facilitating that for them. Because by facilitating something like that, you get a kickback, but you don't realise yeah. that until you do it. So yeah. when, when you give, when you give, you get back, isn't it? You know? It is, but I always advocate, don't give to receive. Give, because what will actually happen is, right, so yeah, pay it forward, but don't mm -hmm. expect it to be paid backwards. So if you mm -hmm. pay it forward, eventually it will come full circle, but not, don't pay it forward in a, in a way to say well well I've just done that for you so you must do this for me that's the wrong attitude so mm -hmm. networking what can I put into networking not what can I get out of it yes yeah and yeah. people always see that as well but uh, I just want to move on to something else um you did a TED talk I don't know how many you've done but I saw I saw one that was about 12 minutes long I thought it was excellent very brave of you of course but you know what else can we expect from uh the motivational queen can you tell me a little bit about that how you managed to get on to doing that etc wow yeah so it's funny because you said earlier you have to get out of your own way that's why they're laughing and i'll come back to that that is the title of my ted talk it's called get out of your own way you oh. know and it's a time of when you're going through tough times adverse times that sometimes your mind can get in your own way. Your overthinking can get in your own way. Your self-sabotaging can get in your own way. So it's learning to recognize these key indicators that are getting in your way and move them out of the way and step forward. You know, and I've, I always say, and my dad always says, well, when he was alive, it's never too late for a shower of rain. So no matter how tough things get, how bad anything is, it will always come good in the end. Mm -hmm. You know, it will rain one day. It won't always stay the drought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so brilliant. How, so the question was, how did I get into how did you? How did you get there? <laughs> not, that I, not that I think it's impossible, but I, I can't imagine it's easy to do. To do the TED Talk? Say again? To do the TED Talk, is that the question? Yes. Is that difficult? Well, yes. to be fair, 
as you can tell, I'm a talker. <laughs> well, I guess that's number one. You've got to be a talker, which is great. Yeah, yeah. But I have to, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a talker and I can talk the hind legs of, of the donkey. So I actually am on with the school speakers. I've got a few agents. So school speakers is okay. one of them. The, I've got a celebrity agency as well. Um, mm -hmm. And um, literally, it's called Champion Speakers. And when I get books for some of these jobs, it can be from 15 minutes to two <laughs> hours. I've had one that wanted me to talk continuously for two hours, and I did. So just so you know, so yeah. the reason I'm telling you this is because the TED is timed. And I have to say, yes, I can just talk about anything. It's the hardest thing to stick to 12 minutes, to get yeah. everything in 12 minutes. And, not, and I don't read anyway. I just go off the cuff. But mm -hmm. it was harder because I had to try and remember – to put which parts in and to take yeah. some things out so yeah. it is not easy so if you, anyone's thinking about doing a TED talk make sure you get the key points down first and then work around those key points mm -hmm. yes very good I think so where, where else have you spoken publicly oh, God. I in quite a few places yes well in India was the largest um, crowd so about a thousand people and um, where was that in India. Okay. And I've spoken in America, I've spoken mm -hmm. in the Caribbean, I've spoken here, of course. So yeah, mm -hmm. lots of different places. It's just mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, <laughs> lots of brilliant. Brilliant. Right. Well, um, I, I just want to go on to a couple more things. I see that you're helping different communities, etc. Um, and charities and so on. Can you tell me a little bit more about that work that you're doing with them? Yeah, so I am a trustee for the National Survivors User Network um, and they're based in London and they do consulting with them, um, the government on white papers, etc. And they mm -hmm. support um, other organisations around the United Kingdom who are um, supporters of various charities. I also am a delivering partner for the Sutton Cancer Research Centre. Um, um, so I deliver on resilience and confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I started out with a, an organisation that I actually went and outsourced for them um, called Seek for Change. So it was for ladies from domestic violence, honour-based abuse and FGM. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was confidence building workshops. Um, I'm, I'm the ambassador for the Women and Families Resource Centre in Wolverhampton. Mm -hmm. And from there, I was invited down to number 10 Downing Street. Um, with the ladies there and um, yeah it was a lovely day it was amazing and oh, um, I, I actually got a picture inside number 10 and you're not allowed to and, oh, oh, no, not me I didn't take it not me oh, somebody was, the minister took it um, oh, well I remember I told you the minister that saved my life when I was getting death threats around the time yeah. that I was murdered it was Gavin Williamson he took the picture inside. I've got the picture. And you know, oh, the minister, he authorised it because he was Theresa's maid at that time, parliamentary oh, yeah. secretary. So okay. He, okay. <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. Um, there was something I wanted to ask as well. You you have um, an awards programme as well going oh, on. Yes. Can, you, so, yeah. can you say about that? <laughs> so, um at the time when um, we got the conviction and um, all this was going around, my dad's murder and everything else, 
Um, Gavin Williamson, I've mentioned now a few times, he literally saved my life. I was getting death threats. They'd summoned me to Jamaica. I had the official letter sent to the Foreign Office on the 23rd of um, December to my house um, in 2014. So that Christmas time, obviously two days later, it's Christmas, because I know I was going towards my death. I was told if I step foot over there, they're going to send a gunman for me. Um, so I actually decided I am going to go irrespective of the threats against my life. And I actually wrote my will. Um, I said wow. goodbye to my family, to my kids, knowing it was going to be my last Christmas and ready to go. Oh, and it was amazing. only a last minute reprieve that Gavin Williams got involved. And when he heard and he, and he read all the documentation and everything else, because the police were involved, the police come into my house and, you know, obviously trying to protect me the best way they could. He says, oh, no, 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 Zoe. I'm not going to let you die. I'm going to save you. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> like, so he found a way. <laughs> and he did. I actually, I felt, yeah, whatever. And he did. Literally. So been how, how did that transition then into the awards program then that you're doing? No, that's where it came to. So because he saved my life and the actual police officer as well, who became my FLO, family liaison officer. And he did that. I only found out afterwards in his own time. Um, within the police force um mm -hmm. so anyway so i wanted to say thank you to them and so i said right I'm, because gavin has never ever had an award ever and this police officer never had an award ever i said right i'm going to create an award ceremony just so i can award them and then i was oh, creating this award ceremony i'm thinking but on the night it's going to be so many people why don't i give other people the opportunity to say thank you to those people in their lives too oh, who've right. the extra for them and mm -hmm. lo and behold this event happened at the Copthorne in Dudley, and there was 320 people attended. <laughs> and it was an amazing night. The room wow. got the, there was the um, Brad Burton hosted it for me with Army oh, um, okay. um from Include Me To Disability Charity. Um, and we, we got the phones out with just the camera, all the lights were down. And this lady, she was dying of cancer, started singing. And the whole place just lit up with these phone cameras, oh, and everyone oh, was crying. Yes. It was, it was so emotional, but it was, <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And I Excellent. have to say, since then, it's just gone on from strength to strength. We, um, we had, in fact, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. Actually, so the year before last, we had Selene Henry. This hasn't gone out, by the way. It was only recorded. I was it yesterday? So I'm going to give you a sneak little bit. Um, so we had Selene sure. Henry before. And um, we had um, Jamelia and Beverly Knight last year received the award. And Beverly Knight and Jamelia turned it into a concert. They turned oh, wow. the into a, it's all over the Midlands today and everything. It was all over the, the TV sessions. This, uh, honestly, who'd have known that this would happen anyway? Amazing, amazing. I can show you um, show what me, yeah. Beverly sent yesterday. Where are we? Where are we? And I'm not going to show you it all, but I'll give you um, a little tidbit. Hey everyone, it's me, Beverly Knight. I am a singer, I am an actress, I live my life on stages and on Yeah, we can see. We can see. Okay, I'm trying to fast forward it. I'm going to fast forward it, so. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Um, and can go and achieve things in life, you know. These things are not beyond the reach of folk like us. That was the overwhelming 
uh, feeling and um, expression for me of receiving that award. Mm. I think it's so important that young people know that they have something they can shoot for, especially mm -hmm. in a time where we are. You know, so this is great. Yeah. yeah. So Beverly sent us a message about oh. the actual award. So, oh, well done. so the awards are reaching further afield and yeah, yeah. like that to see it as something that for, for me and the reason why the awards are so important I give all the profits away every single year I've, I've never kept a penny mm -hmm. I've never turned it into something that is a part of my business because it's not it's, mm -hmm. it's by the people for the people and what we do is the people's vote we don't choose who the winners are it's the votes from the actual general public we have an independent accountants firm and we have an independent IT firm that uh, does all the check-in for all the votes. Right. So everything yeah. is transparent. We do not allow um, sponsors to be nominated or be put in for an award. We mm -hmm. do not do that because we think it's all about integrity. And we are the mm -hmm. only one of the only one awards that don't do that, that literally try okay. and you know get money. And we've said no to money to sponsorship because somebody's been nominated and we've given mm -hmm. them the choice. They nominate or you put the money in. We don't, it's not about the money, it's no. about being literally something that's authentic and real and honest. Mm -hmm. Oh, well done. Well, uh, tell me about your book and uh, then I'll have another little sort of question to wrap up. Yes. So tell me a bit about that book, what it's about, what it's doing. And so it's Network Unified is all about understanding people understanding how to get the best out of them um, the interactions with people and it's about learning to analyze conversations analyze what you want to get out of it where you go into with this what's the purpose of you having this interaction and also so it helps you to increase your confidence and how because I give sections in there for you to write in what you'd be comfortable saying, how to then introduce yourself in a situation where there's maybe more than one person there, you know, mm -hmm. even an, an idea of how to break down what it is you really do, because so many people get flustered and tongue-tied and overly taught what they mm -hmm. do, or they undermine what they do, but it's, it's a book that helps you just to make it more on point, to the point, and actually it makes you relax and yeah. it's your natural inner confidence that is appealing to those in front of you so for instance the mbcc awards i have to literally raise thousands upon thousands upon thousands in yeah, excess sure. of a thousand every year to make this happen mm. and i've given that from organizations because i literally everything i know to, about networking understanding how to get the best out of people is in here so i have people like the fa sponsoring us natwest sponsoring us aston university oh, university i could go on there's so many big mm -hmm. organizations lots of big organizations that sponsor us and um and how because i contact them i learned the art of engagement mm. and that's what networking personified the book is all about i've been oh, well a bus for free from national express west midlands because i said i had a vision of help for the homeless and actually gave this to the Rotary Club so they can turn it into accommodation for the homeless. £80,000 bus given to me for free. Why? Because I learned to interact correctly. Mm, yes, yes. And pe people see that as well, too. So, of, of course, you know, this show is, is about how we can um, be healthy holistically. So you have, I think, an inspirational tip or 
quote or something that you want to share? Yeah, um, for me, the most it, the most important thing, especially in these times right now, is ask yourself when you wake up in the morning, what can I do for my neighbour? And your neighbour doesn't necessarily need to be the people that live next door to you. Neighbour just means your fellow human. What Indeed. can you do for Indeed. a fellow human out there today to make them feel better today? And it could just be mm. simply a compliment. Be mindful. Mm. Little moments like that, the smallest compliment could change not just a person's day, could change a life. Why? Because some people internalise things. Some people beat themselves up over certain, certain things and don't think they're good enough. If you've just said mm. to someone, I feel you're good enough, their angst that they've had for how many years and maybe, you know, months, years, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. would probably be turned around in that moment just by you off the cuff with no ulterior motive to say something out of the blue that makes them think twice and say, well, actually, gosh, for someone else to say that about me, I must be okay. Yes, yeah, sometimes that's, yeah. that's all people need to hear is is some somebody's, you know, reaching out to them. And, and making them feel good, making them feel positive, isn't it? So, so I want to thank you for your time today. The time went really fast. So I, I think we, need, we, we should get more from you possibly. Maybe another time we'll, we'll have you in as a, a follow-up. So we'll, we can have a chat then. So I want to thank you for joining us here today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Don't forget the NatWest program is open. It's a limited amount of attendees on there. So if you or anyone knows anyone who wants to sign up for the NatWest Masterclass with the Motivational Queen, let me know. Great. Thank you. So that, that was our show today. And uh, of course, this is what we're going to be doing, some more events like this. And next up, we will be having, that's next, whenever that is, I think next week, um, and anesthetist, if I can say that correctly, will be coming on to tell us a little bit more about our physical health. So hopefully you can join us. And then after that, we have a woman with a velvet voice, a real soul singer uh, will be coming up. She has a great story to tell as well. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today on our Strictly Healthy show. And we'll see you next time.